Welcome back to Meet at the Quarterback, a Minnesota Vikings podcast. My name is Harrison. I'm Hayes. I'm Andrew. And unfortunately, the Minnesota Vikings lost to the Philadelphia Eagles last night on primetime Monday night football by a score of 24 to 7. Today, we will share our thoughts as well as where we stand after two weeks of our statistical projection uh, numbers. Um, I will say Andrew still leads after two weeks. I dropped to last. Hayes is now in second. Um, And we might need to make some adjustments moving forward. You can let me know what you think. But let's start maybe with talking about the game itself. And we can start with Big Bad Hayes as he was being a little ditch boy and saying, oh, I have so many great stats and facts to share as to why we're going to lose this game, blah, 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 blah. So, little girl, why don't you kick us off? Everything was lining up for a loss. It was just it was just the facts. Um, first up, the offense looked horrible yesterday, and they have for the last uh, six quarters, putting up 13 points. Um, Kirk... Literally had zero time whatsoever. Uh, the routes and the play designs were not as uh, new like they were in week one. It looked like the same old Vikings that we saw last year. A lot of screen passes to their second string running back on second and 10. Uh, a lot of just second and 10. I think they ran the ball like nine times. They rushed it six times with Cook and threw it 46 times with Cousins. That's a recipe for disaster. Um if you look at this, the stats I was able to find, I don't know if this will help you guys stomach the loss a little better. Since uh, 2000, the Minnesota Vikings are 1-9-1 and on the road in week two. They're now 1-10-1 with the loss yesterday. Okay. Kirk Cousins falls to 2-10 and on Monday Night Football and 10-18 and primetime. And in their last 19 outside games against winning teams, the Minnesota Vikings are 2-17. and following last night's loss. Uh, it was a primetime Monday night on the road outside game in week two. So it was a guaranteed loss according to history. And yeah, it was well, it was terrible. What was the last little stat thing you shared? It's more the fact Kirk is terrible on primetime, specifically Monday night. The Vikings are terrible on the road outside in week two since 2000. It was a recipe for a Kirk crap game and it showed when he threw three picks all in the red zone uh this is the fourth straight season the minnesota vikings have lost week two on the road all right how are we looking that helps you stomach it any better they suck on the road in week two what was that i said what what are is what is our career or most recent uh numbers in week three are we looking (laughs) to be okay next week yeah, I'll have to I'll have to check that out and see. You'll but... have to prepare for that when we chat. Um, let's try and record Thursday. Okay. Because there's we're not gonna have time Friday or Saturday. No. So why not Saturday? I'm busy. Oh, that's unfortunate. Um, Hayes, yeah, I mean, I still records are meant to be broken, and I mean, it's 
it's those are yeah uh, when you spin it like that it doesn't look good going into it of course <laughs> um i'll uh i'll add to again i think kirk is still an above average qb no i do too i do not hate kirk no i thought he played terrible um <clears throat> he need he'll need to eventually be able to um show up and play well in meaningful impactful games i'm okay if if week two happens to be the week that he looks crappy he'll get another another shot uh on thanksgiving against the patriots and hopefully he'll have multiple more come january mm -hmm. um but I was also going to add to the criticism of the play calling or the screen dump offs. Kirk Cousins was seven. He threw the ball. He was 17 of 23 from five yards or less from the line of scrimmage. He threw the ball half, half of his throws were within five yards. Yeah, that's, that's an issue. Yep. And then his second half of, of throws, he was 10 of 23 if he was throwing five yards or more. Less than 50% with three interceptions. That's terrible. That's message for disaster. Um, we also threw uh, within two yards or less. He was six of 10 for 20 yards, one of which was that 14-yard play on the, on the opening second half drive to uh, – it was either Madison or Cook. I think it was Cook. A dumpy little, the only of 10 attempts that worked for for a, a big gain. Otherwise, you know, take out that 14-yard pass. He is five of nine for six yards with these weird, annoying screen passes. Ugh. So that's just, I mean, yeah. Add to the stomach wrenching. Why are we throwing the ball 23 times within five yards? And why are we throwing the ball 10 times for an average taking out for an average of two yards, two yeah. yards. It doesn't work. No. So <clears throat> yeah. Kirk was a disaster. The offense was a disaster. Um, the defense was a, was a, was a disaster when you look at just stats. Yes. However, Hayes, I, I went to the, uh, We'll get there in a second because I think that's we can start talking about positives at that point. Andrew, do you want to add anything to the offense? To um, no, just the same stuff you talked about. Really, I thought offense looked pretty bad. Obviously, um, I thought most of it was like your Kirk looks at Justin. Oh, Justin's not open. Dump off. I mean, that's half the game. Or Irv Smith. I mean, Irv Smith had five catches on ten targets. Why are you targeting a guy ten times if he's only catching it five? Um, but yeah, too many dump offs, too many guys dropping balls, um, and being 0 and 4 in like red zone trips in the second half was pretty terrible as long as well as three interceptions in the red zone. That's so a lot funny. of the game is on Kirk, I think. Kirk threw some really good balls though, too. He did that pass to Irv might have been one of the best throws I've ever seen. Kirk throw. A beautiful throw between two two defenders over the top, and he it would have been a walk in touchdown. He dropped it, hit both his hands. The one to Thielen on the couple to Thielen on the sideline where he split two defenders, got the ball in there uh, under pressure. If you give Kirk some time, he can make the plays. There's a lot of plays. He didn't have a lot of time yesterday. 
I mean, there was a lot of plays where he had a lot of time and either guys weren't getting open or he was scared. I, I have to agree with Andrew too, just in the sense, like at some point you just have to like, again, Kirk is not a bad or below average quarterback. So at some points he needs to just make the play himself. Agree. You can't blame Kirk on the second half uh, on, on interception. Number one, that was JJ running a, a, the wrong route or just improvising. So agree. Yeah. Don't blame him there. Don't blame him on the Irv Smith drop. However, I would agree with Andrew that he had more, he needed to do more with what he had. He needed to make the big plays. Um, So I would agree that the loss was on him and the offense because he did not, he did not do enough. I mean, he, he, that's when, yeah, the play calling needs to be better. He needs to be creative. He needs to do whatever it takes to win. I didn't feel like he did that. He made way more mistakes than he made of good plays and, and, same with way more mistakes than hit than him getting screwed over. What was the last pick? Was it fourth and ten? That last pick in the end zone, was it it was fourth third and ten. or no? Uh, I don't remember. I think it might have been a fourth down. He had about half a second before he was absolutely d- destroyed by uh, another Philadelphia blitz. Uh, the offensive third line goals twenty twenty form. It, I thought Ole Udo and Dakota Dozier had snuck snuck back onto the onto the fifty three man roster. And yeah, were, I didn't spend blocking. too much time looking into who were who were who were the guys just getting beat, or were they just sending so much pressure that they we're sending a lot of pressure? And Ed Ingram was horrible. Okay, I'd have to look at like the PFF grades and all that. I think he was bottom five for the offense. Yeah, I mean it was it was incredibly disappointing um i would agree they sent a lot of pressure we knew this was going to be a tough game we thought maybe it would at least be slightly more competitive um however hayes you started talking about the defense i would agree if you look at the stats as a whole the defense looks terrible yeah however we know they looked bad the first half was bad second half defense Blocked field goal, punt, interception, punt. Zero yeah. points, 120 yards in total offense. Now, if the – if or in second half – in offense in the second half. Now, if the Vikings were actually competitive and put points on the board, who knows? Maybe the Eagles, you know, weren't going full throttle, full force. But I believe Ed Dantel, um readjusted necessary, necessarily to make us competitive. I think that the defense kept us in the game until that final Kirk pick. Yeah, I think the defense kept them in the game, but even if the offense would have been able to put up some points, this defense gave up nearly 500 total yards of offense and were borderline. It was like a peewee football team out there when it came to third down. They, they could not make a stop. Same with really just any long down. I mean, like there were so many third and tens we the second and 18 that they completed and picked up like 16 yards. Like those are, and that's because you're playing such just terrible coverage. I mean, zone, yeah. yeah, it's the zone show that worked against Aaron Rodgers, but it's not going to work against a rushing team. Like it's just, I mean, it didn't even work when Watkins had a 58 yard touchdown. Yeah. It's like, you're trying to 
defend against the big plays that you're still giving them up. Yeah, no, I, I'm again, I'm not saying that I liked the zone or I liked how the defense overall looked. Again, the, the first half defense was horrendous. And there were parts even in the second half where I'm like, what are what are they doing? My point is, I think that we readjusted to make ourselves competitive defensively in the second half, something that I don't think the offense did because we kept doing the stupid dump off screen passes that did not work. We completely gave up trying to run the football whatsoever. Um, and yeah, Kirk, I mean, other teams make it happen where if they have no pressure, they they figure out way other ways to call plays to try and move the football somewhat. I felt like we did not. Andrew, you said it during the game. Why are we throwing to the back of the end zone when we know they're sending pressure? Call some slants. Mm-hmm. Especially yeah, when you're at the goal line like that. And that's how I'm sure on O'Connell too. Like, I, I mean, it was more in the second half more than anything. I felt like they were not sending a lot of pressure in the first half, but that second half they were. And so you're still trying to get these chunk plays that haven't worked all night. Yeah. That's my point is that they did not work all night. The defense is like, all right, first half, it's not working. Let's change it up. They did. They changed it up and they made stops. Mm-hmm. Offense. Oh, it's not working. Let's keep trying. Let's keep trying. Let's keep trying. Guess what? It never worked. Yeah. It was a pretty poorly coached uh, coach game on O'Connell's part. I think that timeout at the end of the half was. What are you doing there? Your offense hasn't been able to move the football at all, and your defense hasn't made a third down stop in the entire game, and you're calling that timeout to try to get the ball back? Yeah. It's a rookie head coach. I will be curious how they bounce back. Um, Because, yeah, I mean, Detroit looks a lot better than we – I mean, they they were competitive with Philly. We were not. Um, So – Again, I still see that as a very, very winnable game. It's a game you have to win. I mean, you look at the until the bye, and hopefully we're four and two, but we could be three and three. I mean, you lose to Miami looks great. I think New Orleans is kind of like a Philly team, like a really good defense. Uh, I'd say Philly's definitely a lot better. Yeah, but still, like you could lose to Detroit. Still, you could lose to the saints you could be three and three at the bye and it's just like so much worse than you expected Mm -hmm. well it's just it's i mean i we saw a completely different team Mm -hmm. (laughs) yesterday than we did on sunday so that's some perspective to keep in mind in the sense of like we could see a we could see week one vikings against any team or apparently sadly we could see week two vikings against any team so hopefully we see obviously more of the week one but I think, yeah, we have to just continue to have realistic expectations. I don't think we're going to blow anyone out. Uh, special teams, Matt Daniels. Um, yeah, I thought special teams was really good. It was probably the only th- good thing about last night. Our big boy kicker, Ryan Wright, averaging about 50 yards a punt. No, that's, Greg, the like field goal. Solid though. stuff. <clears throat> There wasn't much positive on my I, – I couldn't find much positive. Uh, yeah, special teams was uh, was good. I still am not liking how they're – you have Zadaria Smith and Daniel Hunter, and 
there was not. I know they got the three sacks, which is I guess that's a good amount, but it just I, I I'd must, like to hear those two's names a lot more often than uh, we have in the first two weeks. I I must have missed or I did not see the Daniel Hunter sack at all. I had no idea. Didn't happen. Huh? I know what happened. I didn't either until I was looking at the the box uh, score and I saw Hunter had a sack. a sack. No, full sack. sack. No memory of this either. Hmm. But, oh, that can lead us then into reviewer review of our uh, stat predictions where it puts people. I made some adjustments. I think this is a little bit of a... Uh, um we can change some things because i don't think we should give ourselves 10 points because we were within 10 yards of dalvin cook's receiving prediction so i think it it can be a little bit up to viewer discretion so um kirk cousins considering based off our scoring if you're within you know 10 yards of a receiving prediction you get 10 points no obviously we're not going to do that with dalvin cook yeah, I think it can be a little bit uh, objective. Um, Kirk Cousins. Andrew got the most points because he was the closest in yards. He threw for 220 yards. Andrew guessed 255. He was within 50 yards, so he got five points. Hayes, you and I guessed upwards of 200. I, 280, you, 275. That's 50 over. We both got uh, two points. And none of us were really close enough on TDs. Oh, Hayes, we did give you, I did give you a point because you guessed two TDs and he threw one. Andrew and I guessed three TDs, so we don't get any points. Okay. Dalvin Cook, I gave us all zero points because we were nowhere near his guesses. We all had get negative points. We all had him running over a hundred yards. He ran for 17. That's pretty close. <laughs> Again, yards on. the Lions put up almost 200 rushing yards against this Eagles defense, and we put up 60. Yeah, and we ran the ball 11 times or something like that. Kirk was our leading rusher, followed by, by Jalen Rager. Yeah embarrassing absolutely embarrassing dad mentioned it yesterday cook is either unstoppable or non-existent oh yeah he's yeah he's hot and cold yeah nothing for cook because we were embarrassed and just way off um we all got two points for Justin jefferson he had 48 receiving yards we all were within (laughs) a hundred uh so that gives us two points <laughs> so no one no one was really closer than the other andrew technically the closest but not by much we all got 10 well, points though for daddy Thielen. oh wow andrew and i guessed 60 hayes you guessed 59 Thielen had 52 that put us all within 10 yards that gives us 10 points all right. <gasps> Big Bad Irv Smith gave Andrew 10 points and Hayes and I only five because Smith had 36 receiving yards. 
Andrew guessed 45, put, so he was only within nine yards. Hayes, you and I both guessed 25, which is 11 yards, so we received five points. Um, however, we all would have been way off if Irv Smith actually caught that one football. <laughs> and the Vikings might have won. Yep. Um, the score prediction. Andrew, you and I guessed the Vikings and were way off on scores. We guessed the Eagles score correctly. However, we thought the Vikings would put up substantially more points. Hayes got the Eagles to win. The scoring wasn't anything close. So, Hayes, you got two points, but we got zero. Um, I gave us all negative two points for Greg the Leg. Hayes, I gave you a bonus two because you were accurate about the field goals. You said he'd attempt and miss zero field goals. He did exactly that. So you got zero points while Andrew and I got negative two. <laughs> okay. Any arguments with that? No, I'm good. Uh, once again, back-to-back -back weeks where we've scored zero points on the defense. I had Hicks. You guys had Kendricks. It was Harrison Smith. Uh, we weren't even close on numbers. Smith had 13. I was the closest with 11. And then on sacks, we all guessed Daniil Hunter as the leader. He technically was tied with DJ Wanham with one. So we all got a point for the player. None of us were accurate on the number of sacks. So after week, so week two, Andrew won again. 26 points, Hayes 23, me 18. After week two, Andrew leads 51, Hayes 45, me 42. If we could get rid of, um, if we could subtract people for gambles, I feel like Hayes would be, nah, or Andrew. We're not going to do this, but who is so far off on the gamble? You. Me? Oh, your freaking parlay that saw Jalen Hurts have like 400 total yards. Yeah, he got it done in the first half. I had, yeah, maybe. I think we all, yeah, I don't know. Never mind. We'll cut this out too. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 2 0. Okay, congrats, Hayes. I'm so, I'm, I'm glad you're so happy that we lost. Drew's 0 2. <laughs> Sorta, but please. He's going two, but he's leading. That's my he has point. The most point. How does it even work? Because he has that the most. Yard. Yeah, he knows people's uh, predictions. <laughs> he looks their over under. This is Meet at the Quarterback, a Minnesota Vikings podcast. My name is Harrison. I'm Hayes. I'm Andrew.